Hey everybody, this is Walt. This is Max. And you are listening to the ABCs of Rock and Metal. Anti-Seminal, we are as always useless info, Inc. And we do do the ABCs of Rock and Metal, but today we're going to do something a little bit different, right Walt? A little different. We're going to do Elf next under the E's, but Walt and I kind of figured out that we like other things besides hard rock and metal. Yeah. Surprise, right? I know, right? Yeah, Big yeah. surprise. We kind of want to talk about those things. We, we have kind of moved outside that realm with, you know, the Doors and... Um, Bowie. Uh, Bowie, yeah. Especially with so, Lodger. Exactly. We, we just thought we'd codify that and do a series of supplemental episodes that we're going to call Out of Pocket. So it's kind of outside the realm of hard rock and metal. For certain bands, yes. Certain bands. It's not going to be necessarily A to Z. We're just going to stick them in here and there. It's just a little uh, you know, <laughs> sorbet palate cleanser. Stick them in here and there. Palate <laughs> cleansing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we are doing... We're going to do Depeche Mode because we just saw them live. We had a good friend that uh, treated us to a concert. Abby, you're awesome. Yep. And uh, we were inspired yes, by we seeing were. them live. Yes. And we decided to do Black Celebration. Black Celebration. What would you consider the seminal albums for Depeche Mode? Oh, music for the Masses, Violator, Songs of Faith and Devotion. Yeah. Those three. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of their trifecta. Yeah. Some people might say people are people because it kind of put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would really go music for the Masses and Violator. That's what I would think. The way I kind of think of Depeche Mode in terms of their whole career, I think of them as working in three different periods, right? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think of the early period as kind of early, kind of like teeny pop stuff, technopop. Right. And I feel like Black Celebration kicks off the middle period. Yeah. Where they're more mature, more complexity to the music. They're kind of trying different things. They got a little darker, a little more serious. Definitely, yeah. The lyrical content is a little more uh, interesting and in-depth. And I feel like that period kind of ends with probably Ultra. And then I think of the late period as sort of doing the middle period, but not as well. Maybe. Like a lot of bands tend to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Over yeah. their career. Yeah. I mean, what do you, like the middle period, I think, is the top. Oh, yeah. I That's when so, they did yeah. their finest work. I think work. so, too. That's when they're at the height of their popularity. It is their best stuff. A yeah. lot of people might not think so. A lot of people are purists and like the original lineup, those original records. The mm-hmm. Mode lost some fans starting with black celebration yeah. i remember when it I came can, out yeah i can see that happening yeah. being in high school and uh-huh, yeah i gravitated towards this record a lot more me too yeah. and then after music for the masses and violator especially for me mm-hmm. it got darker and darker yeah mm-hmm. it was almost like the equivalent not comparing sound or technique or what have you mm-hmm. like the way metallica went from kill them all to ride the lightning to master of puppets okay it's like for me it's black celebration to music for the masses and then violator there was a progression there with those albums. That is an style. awesome analogy. With their style. <laughs> with I their, like that. I would never thought of that. They became a totally different band yeah. by the end. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this album kind of goes back and forth between the earlier stuff and what they would become. It's, it's really, it's right there on the cusp. Yeah, You right. know, it's like they're really starting out with something different, but they're not quite there yet, which I think makes it really interesting. Absolutely. Now, out of the, uh, we agree that the middle period has a lot of great albums. Out of the late period, which albums do you think are are up there and for me i stopped at ultra yeah yeah i think i do like ultra a lot though ultra is really good but it's a very very moody record yeah it is yeah very moody i think out of the later stuff there's one called delta machine right that was called delta machine delta something right i think that's got a lot going on okay but again i'm not going to put it up against this middle period stuff which is really the top that wasn't the very last album though that was the one before the last album i believe Uh, see because we kind of stopped after a certain point yeah so last one was spirit that's a tour we just saw right Right. before that was um oh god (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing. We right. I think Delta Machine was like maybe three albums ago. Okay. I think it's that far So back. after Ultra, they had three more records. See, because I'm not sure They've about that. They've had a few records after Ultra. Really? Actually, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, if Sorry, you, guys. If you, if you go to Wikipedia, there are a few albums there. Because Ultra was which year? Oh, that was... Wow. That was early 2000, I believe? That sounds about right. Okay. Got on the uh, phone here. This is the definitive breakdown. Early period. Speak and spell. A broken frame. Construction time again. Some great reward. Right. I remember construction time and some great reward. I, I remember individual songs off all these albums. Like, I can't think yeah. of them as an album. I remember catching up with Depeche Mode. The right. compilation. The compilation, you know, but, yeah. The middle period, Black Celebration, Music for the Masses, Violator, Songs of Faith and Devotion, and Ultra. Right. Late period, beginning 2001, Exciter. Exciter, Exciter right. right. Playing the Angel, Sounds of the Universe, Delta Machine, and Spirit. So you're right. Delta Machine was the last one, 2013. Okay. Yeah. The last five, I would put Delta Machine as the best one. Out of those last five. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's a, not that I listen to these albums a lot. Right. For obvious reasons, but. Because I remember liking Ultra, and then Exciter came out, and a friend of mine got it and yeah. I listened to it we were hanging out and I was like oh, it's not the same yeah for me. It, it wasn't that's kind of where they dropped off that's why I called that the beginning of the late period right yeah they were yeah. experimenting once again they were older they were older yeah you know exactly so they were trying yeah. different things yeah as a band as a unit you know mm-hmm. sure you've got to you got to otherwise it gets boring for them exactly yeah so yeah. wow five I didn't realize they right? cut out five yeah <laughs> shit all right, we're going to talk about Black Celebration. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. Okay, first up we have the title track, Black Celebration. Already when you start listening to this, you're going to hear a lot more sampling in the mix. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of sampling on right? this record. Yeah, 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 a lot of layered music. And sampling at this point, 1985, it was still kind of new. I thought it was 86 when this came out. I got 85. You got 85? Yeah, yeah. It's only yeah. a year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, yeah. Right. Same, it's around same, there. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah. Like, but, you know, it was, I mean, sure in hip-hop, but not so much in, like, techno-pop music. Well, was, you had industrial. When did industrial really start happening, though? It wasn't not called a, industrial yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. think well, so. Well, what, what which bands are you thinking of now? Ministry. Ministry started using sampling around 86. True. Yeah. Yeah, like so, around the same time. Yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like they're part of that, this kind of trend moving towards that. And you, I think you already hear that this is more complex, more textured, right? More layered than, than the, the previous albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it really kind of grabs you immediately. Now, as for the lyrical content, the thing I get out of the, this is um, this day sucked just like every other day, but it's over, so let's celebrate. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> let's hang out. <laughs> Yeah. There's even a, I'll drink sex. to that at one point. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, he's basically yeah. saying to whoever they're just uh-huh. hanging out with, like, let's have some fun, okay? Yeah. Because today was just bad. Yeah. Now, as most of their songs, this is Dave Gahan singing, but the lyrics were written by Martin Gore. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. It's I a, did not yeah. know that until doing research on this album. What do you mean? Which part? About the fact that Martin Gore yeah. wrote. Pretty much all the lyrics throughout think, their entire think, career. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was a lyricist. Yeah. I think Dave Gahan did a few later on, a few songs. Yeah. And he even there. had a solo record where he was he pissed did. off about. I don't know that. Okay. Always doing Martin songs. I know Martin Gore had a solo album. Yeah. 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 Which was better than Gahan's, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Martin Gore is the soul and pulse he behind. Really? He really is. Yeah. Now, there was an interesting... I always like an album when there's like a tension between the creative minds. 
Right. And from my understanding, at this point, about 85, 86, Gore had moved to Berlin. Ah. Where, well, West Berlin at the time, let's correct that. Where he got into the Berlin scene, right. which was you know pretty decadent at the time, right? You know, like drugs, S and M. Well, like we music, said with Bowie and right. Pop, exactly. Pop, they did yeah, the same, yeah, same thing. Yeah. thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dave Gahan had just married, and he was kind of settling down, so Funny. he wasn't quite comfortable with Gore's kind of you know exploration of him of himself and experimenting. And, yeah, yeah. With looks and the whole thing. Yeah. This so is where he started yeah. getting into the fetishism. Exactly. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a definite tension going on right. that I think helps drive this kind of album. With a lot of bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the classic lineups. You know, singer, guitar player, yeah, I mean, in rock. Like every Beatles album, right? right. <laughs> Lennon McCartney, yeah. always. Aerosmith, the cult. Between, exactly, yeah. The Sisters of Mercy. Yep. Yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. They all had it, super it, band tension. It drives the creativity. Yeah. You know, it creates an interesting fusion of things. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Put out their best record, Rumors, because of all that tension. Yeah, you yeah, know. you just go down the line. An iconic record that's on every top ten list. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You would think a band like Depeche Mode wouldn't have that going on. Yeah. They're on the cusp of superstardom with this record. Yeah. On the cusp of it. It's almost like they're getting tired of the, the kind of teeny bopper Teeny bopper stuff, yeah, you, you know? can see that, yeah. They're just like, we need to move on. And we just need... being classified as an electronic band. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a lot more experimenting going on on exactly. this album. Exactly, yeah. This is kind of where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the opening track alone. Uh-huh. All right, time to move on? Yeah. But that's great, though. And the next track is Fly on the Windscreen Final. Final. Right? And that distinguishes it from Fly in the Windscreen, the version that appears on Catch Up with Depeche Mode, which is a little bit different. That was a single, I think? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. This one has more sampling and there's more layered kind of right. instrumentation or something, right? Well, normally if a band, say if you're in the studio, calls it final, that mm-hmm. means that's your final version of the song. Right, exactly. Where yeah. you've gone through yeah. different versions of it, different yeah, mixes, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. So Yeah, it's like their final mix. That's what I always took it as. Once I started making music with mm-hmm. friends and stuff, that that's what it meant. Yeah. What I get from this is essentially... So he's in a car with a chick. Yeah. He's like, okay, so this flies on the windscreen. That reminds me of death. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to die. So why don't we just fuck? What a hot date. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the message. <laughs> right. Shades of Morrison. Martin Gore famously claimed that 70% of his songs were about sex. Well, yeah, you can get yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. basically what's what's going on here. Well, a lot yeah. of rock songs, a lot of songs, yeah. period. Yeah, but the... The thing that Depeche Mode brings to it is the world is fucked up, everything's bleak, but yeah, at least we can fuck now and then. <laughs> right. And that's kind of a, and it's a theme in this album. I also got that weird thing, I remember from when I was a kid, people would say, if you're going down on a plane, you're sitting next to a hot girl, you just want to grab her and fuck her if you're going <laughs> to die. I'm like, no, not really. Really? No, you no, know? that's, yeah. Because <laughs> what know. if you make it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah, do not be that guy. Try to save her, and then ask her out when you land on Yeah, because she'll probably go out with you right. at that point. Because yeah. <laughs> now you're diehard. You know? now, you're, <laughs> now you're Bruce Willis. <laughs> I think it's a great yeah. song. And once again, it's, I think that they're song. taking that turn that we know Depeche Mode to where we know Depeche Mode now. Right. Yeah. With the kind of darker connotations. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's a love song, they, it's that dark It's a dark side. love song. Yeah. yeah. Dark side yeah. to it. 
Mm-hmm. And once again, with the sampling, it almost sounds like there's a little bit of DJing in there as well, because yeah. one would uh-huh. DJ as well. Yeah. Uh, with the scratching. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they're using everything at their disposal on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the production is pretty good. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's kind of got a little too much echo here and there for me. Huh, okay. A little bit. I mean, not this track. This track's a little bit more clean. Okay. But there are certain things that have a lot of echo on it. But it was per the 80s. Okay, was it the 80s in general or kind of the more new wave shoegazy music, do you feel? I think when it came to bands like Depeche Mode and, say, even The Cult yeah. uh, and Sisters of Mercy... Yeah, it was it's part for the it's course. a gothy thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. this soaked in echo uh-huh. reverb, yeah. you know, to have this like stuck in a chamber of hell, right? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly, or a circle of hell, yeah, or, you know, or purgatory, yeah. But that is very 80s. it's really yeah very eighties with the keyboard. It word. is, but in a good way. Yeah, no, like not, I'm really yeah right, not, not like poppy ridiculous eighties, right? Yeah, 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 not like the real pop bubblegum of the day yeah yeah kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they got really serious with yeah. the way they were playing and using their instruments and I'm, I'm glad they did that because yeah. otherwise yeah because a band named Depeche Mode uh-huh. which is what fun fashion or fashion fast of the fashion. day fast fashion yeah, yeah. right you would think they wouldn't last with a name like that mm-hmm. their original name was supposed to be something different really what was it oh I can't remember now I'd have huh. to look it up okay yeah I don't know what that was ah that escapes me huh but it was something completely different than the past okay. mode. Huh. It was like something like connotations of control or something, <laughs> some something like that. You know. Here we go. We're gonna Google. <laughs> Look it up on the Wikipedia's. Mm. All right, let me cue the next track here. Yeah. All right. So we did a little uh, research here. Apparently, the first band in 1980: Vince Clark, Martin Gore, and Andy Fletcher. For a band called Composition of Sound. That's what it was. That's what it was, yeah. So this Without Dave. Exactly. That came in later. That I think Depeche Mode is a better title myself for a band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Composition of Sound, really? Yeah. It sounds like they were in high school. Of course, yeah. Sounds yeah. like a high school band do. name, you know? You do. Right. Next up we have a question of lust. Now, this one, Martin Gore sings. Yeah. Like on every album he would sing that two or three. I think he sings four on this one, right? And I think it's a record. Yeah. Or it's it's up there. Like he, right. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of one of his typical tragic love songs. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, which he's really into that. I like the imitation of the tolling bells and kind of a church organ thing going on. Well, he opens the lyrics with fragile. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes into this kind of sweet little melody. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Could... Um, could Dave Gahan sing this song? I don't think as well. Okay. I don't think as well, especially okay. with this part. Yeah. Although they have similar similar styles. Do you think one is a better singer than the other? Is I think where I'm going with this. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in terms of range. Comes to range. Yeah. I think they have similar ranges, okay. to be honest. Okay. Because when I was younger, I couldn't tell the difference. Really? I don't know if you could. Like, it, it, listen, see when he gets he, there, he's soaring melodies. There, 
does Dave Gahan do this? No. You you don't hear no, him do like, this. Ah! You know, he kind of yeah, gets yeah, that yeah. falsetto. Is it that he can't do that, or what What do you think it is? I think Dave Gahan just approaches his vocals differently. Okay. It's just different styles. Okay. And I think maybe that's why Martin wants to sing on some of the songs that he wrote, because he wants it sang that way, so to speak. Okay. You know what I so mean? So it's not that Dave Gahan could not do this. It just wouldn't come out the way Martin would want it to would be. Would want it to be. I mean, it seems like Martin Gore sings the songs that are much more personal. Okay. And intimate, which this song kind of is. But it, he makes it sound that way by the way he sings it, too. It does sound very intimate, number one, and like you it, said. Yeah, it, like his delivery is, is it feels more intimate, whereas Dave Gahan sounds more removed to me. Yeah, Dave A little is, colder, maybe? Dave is, yeah, I'll go with that. He's yeah. more, He's more the rock star. Yeah. No. Is, is that is that just that's his individual style? Is what you yeah, think? I think. I'm so. asking you because you're a vocalist. I think so. I think yeah. It's, okay. Could he do it if he really wanted to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it would just sound different. It, it would have just different sound quality. different. Okay. And I honestly think since Martin is the key songwriter and composer, yeah, yeah. that kind of founded the group. Yeah. With Andy and mm-hmm. uh, so. Of course, he's going to say, "You know what? Let me do this one. I want to do this one." What's Dave going to say? How do you think that went down? I mean, I'm you, sure he probably got mad. Dave probably you was think like, so? I'm, I'm the singer, ain't I? Okay. You know, I only got yeah. one job in this group. <laughs> one job. Are you not going to let me do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love what he does in this song, vocally. Yeah. It's great. I, I it is. like a lot of this, a lot about this song, though, quite honestly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, here's another thing. Let's okay. go back. Yeah, yeah. I read that on early tours that they would swap sometimes songs, like where sometimes Dave okay. would sing this one. And then Martin really? would sing a song that Dave would sing on the album. Interesting. Okay. And they did it during the Black Celebration Tour, Music for the Masses, huh. and I think maybe even Violator Tour. Okay. Where they would swap out songs like, I want to do this one now, I want to do that one. So I've never seen Dave perform this song yeah. on YouTube, I guess, at this point. Yeah. But uh, could he do it? I think okay. he probably could. Okay. He yeah. probably could. He can get up there, but not as high as Gore. Okay. Not all right. Like I said, yeah. he's got that little falsetto thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, you know that yeah. little goat man voice. Ah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it's also his baby with some of these songs. It, it, it feels like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've been in bands with people where they've said, "Okay, you know, I want to do this one." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, give me yeah. a break. I can go outside. Sure, you know? exactly. I can yeah. go get a burger and a beer while you're <laughs> butchering that song." <laughs> All right, and okay, let's move on for the next one, which is another one that Gore sings. And I love the kind of uh, pseudo gospel opening of this one, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Pseudo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keyword. And it's a piano song. It's a lot like somebody, right? Yeah. In in yeah, tone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very kind of stripped down. You get kind of an imitation of a choir with the overdub lyrics yeah right and you and, feel like martin's all the way in the back yeah yeah of a church something, or something yeah yeah it's it's very it's again a kind of choral or something or yeah, yeah. i do kind of like the line you must be as embarrassing as me sometimes it's very personal yeah <laughs> and i is that everybody is, can relate to is that, that where we're going with is that he sings the songs that he feels are more personal yeah, so, I, I think this we is just intensely personal. So is we somebody. Just, yeah, I think we were yeah. just kind of saying that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think so. Yeah, like he, I, I sense that he's feeling this right now. Well, you know, I mean, with every good songwriter or singer, 
um, you're exercising some demon or something like that, getting yeah. out some emotion, some feeling. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're creative and you don't, your writing's kind of not worth anything. Yeah, especially if you're in the S and M, you got to look at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the S shop Lost today. Lost and servant. Right. <laughs> it's all on. It's all on. Let's play. <laughs> Master and <Sir>. So ham-fisted. <laughs> that was the early period, right? Right, right. But yeah, see, they've grown up a little bit. But at the same yeah. time, I really feel like Morton is kind of almost dwelling in some of the sorrow here. Okay, let's 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 go there. Okay. Yeah. This is what I like to call the shoegazing music. You know, this is the same vein as like the Smiths. Right. The Cure and like a lot of bands of that era, right? Sure. I'm going to come out and say that I was really, really into this shit in a non-healthy <laughs> way. <laughs> really? I was a goth dude. You know this, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. And I was, you know, I was scribbling bad poetry to, you know, listen to this kind of stuff way right. back when. Right. But, okay, to kind of go back to the uh, Doris discussion we had last right. time, where I said that essentially I felt a little bit ashamed that I ever <laughs> took that kind of stuff seriously. Yeah. I when the steel seas conspire <laughs> oh, <God>. in armor. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. I don't feel as ashamed about this. Really? Even though I recognize that it is kind of ridiculous. It's very... Being this kind of self-involved, and right. which I was at the time. I'm not proud of it. I'm not okay. saying that at all. Right. I've grown as a human being since <laughs> then. <laughs> I have learned to deal with my personal relationships. And now you I know. take my bullshit poetry seriously. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. And i got a podcast, so <laughs> there you fuck go. everybody. <laughs> I don't feel that... Like I feel very nostalgic, maybe, about... I like, go I, with that. I, I would but go I, with that I, for me. But I don't mind admitting how much I was into this, which I, I okay. was really tender about admitting how much I was into the Doris. <laughs> I think maybe, well, obviously I was older at this point. Yeah. Doris, okay. I was like high school. Right. This is more like, you know, the college dress in black kind of, uh, you know, mod gothing out phase. Got you. I think maybe at the same time I was really into it, I kind of knew that it was a little bit ridiculous or something. Or, yeah. But I, I really, really dig this. Okay. I, I love going back to this place and enjoying it for what it is. For me, it's a nostalgia factor. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to make out with a chick back then, you put that on. They would, they yeah. would get into it for whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's yeah. sensitive, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. My uh, problem was I actually was sensitive. And, and that's a liability. <laughs> I mean, we all were when we were kids, but you know, you know, you had to manipulate the sensitivity of others, so to speak, <laughs> to get what you wanted when Sounds you were a like kid. Like a Martin Gore lyric. <laughs> You're exactly. I'm in the mode. <laughs> the Depeche, the Depeche mode. mode. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up, right? It doesn't matter to to T W O because this is essentially a sequel to the song. It doesn't matter on their previous album, Some Great Reward. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting. Now, the original song was kind of a plea for love to last. And this one has the capstone. It's like the tragedy of passion lapsing. Right. So it's right. kind of a... It's another Martin Gore sung song. Right. You're getting the vocal sampling effect here. Yep. Which reminds me of... It reminds me of Behind the Wheel. And shades of um, later on where they did it with uh, Personal Jesus. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Right, yeah, you hear that coming on. Now, yeah. when did Behind the Wheel come out? Which album was that on? Was that, that was Music for the Masses. Okay, so the one after you're this You're behind yeah, yeah. the wheel. Yeah, it was the one after yeah, this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the three songs in a row. Exactly, yeah, three which is unusual. Yeah. yeah. 
So Dave Gahan must have said, fuck you, I'm out of here for a minute. <laughs> I'll yeah. be at the pub. <laughs> you know? Yeah, do your thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also had said that he was experimenting in Berlin around yes. this time. Yes, And uh-huh. Dave Gahan got married and settled down. Yeah. So maybe he could make it to some of the sessions. And Quite. Martin probably said, well, okay, fine. Don't. Well, that I can get my songs out. Yeah, yeah. Finally. And just working with the band. He doesn't need Dave right. for anything. Cause, right. Yeah. And this is the first record where he took on full composing responsibility. Right, yeah. Because Clark yeah. had left five exactly. years before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he was he in was he with a uh, Yazoo at this point yeah. or was he, on, yeah, he was with Erasure already? I think he I think he was with Eurasia at this point. Okay, yeah, because Yazoo was like only two albums and yeah, then, yeah he'd moved up. Yeah. I think he was with Eurasia at this point. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Next But up, once again yeah. with the sounds you hear the evolution. Absolutely. And how yeah. it progressed on the next and few when, records. When you compare this one to the the previous kind of a uh, song, it doesn't matter. You you definitely see a progression going on okay so this is a question of time and this is definitely the uh most high tempo song on this album right right yeah it yeah, just, it yeah. just really moved got kind of like a process guitar riff going on once again some sampling and the the percussion like almost gets to an industrial place you know oh, what yeah. i mean oh yeah sure yeah yeah sure. yeah yeah and it's a. Uh, the lyrics are super creepy. Because she's chasing fif- this fifteen-year-old. She's fifteen. Yes, fifteen-year-old girl. I gotta get you first before yeah. the others do. I know. It's what fucked the up. hell does that mean? Yeah, we're assuming it's a girl. True. You yeah. Know what I mean, uh, it could be. A- I mean, I I don't think he's saying that that's okay. No. I think he's he's taking on the persona of like a, a creepy kind of you know child molester <laughs> like. Well, they were guy. in their, I don't know, twenties at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. But I know. I. I I think that that's the intent to sort of showcase how like creepy this thing is. We hope. <laughs> we hope. It's a big song. I mean, they performed it when we saw them at no, concert. I know. Oh yeah. You know? No, I know. It's yeah, but I don't think people listen to the lyrics so much. <laughs> right. Because it's no. Yeah, it gets you going. It's jaunty, but yeah. It's another one of those songs that people misconstrue the lyrics yeah. for as well. And you've got sampling sounds of a woman either suffering or having an orgasm. Yeah. Right. I can't tell which one. Well, I don't probably both. Yeah, yeah. I think that was intentional. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. So it's something. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wild thing. I remember when I <laughs> when I first figured out the lyrics when I was younger and yeah. reread them recently. I was like, oh fuck, that's right about this song. Oh, all right. You yep. know. Yeah. Okay, this is another big one. Stripped. Big single off it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's still in jukeboxes on their greatest yeah, hits yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I understand the beginning is a sample of the ignition of Gahan's Porsche. His Porsche, and yeah. also there's a sound of an idling motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, that's happening like, too. Rrr, rrr, rrr. I don't know. Who's Once again, like Ministry was yeah. doing shit like that too. Yeah. Around the time. Yeah. Because they rode bikes and all that. And sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they were yeah. always sampling. I yeah. mean, we're revolting cops. Rrr, exactly. Rrr, yeah, yeah. Stainless steel providers. Yep. Yeah. The lyrics are kind of like. Looking for authenticity inside someone expressed as stripping them down to the bone. <laughs> That's Clive Barker <laughs> Which shit. Is a pretty, it's a it's a it's a good metaphor if you're a kind of a gothy band. Like, right. Sure. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. would you say that at this point in their career they were kind of branching out to goth? Okay, as a goth of that era, uh-huh. I will say that my tribe never fully accepted them <laughs> as true gothy. <laughs> But they were working in that realm. Okay. Definitely. All right. That's, yeah. I would say they were kind of, uh, 
more shoegazy like maybe the Smiths, who were never truly goth either. Right. But they were working right. towards that kind of thing. You would, yeah, you were just saying that. Yeah. See, I would consider Depeche Mode a little bit heavier and gothier, especially around this yeah. period, than yeah. the Smiths. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Smiths had a couple of really good, heavier songs. Yeah. But they never really strayed from formula. No. Depeche Mode did. Yeah. And they've mm-hmm. strayed from formula a number of times. Yeah. True. In their career. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I would hear this in golf clubs. You did, okay. Interesting. Stripped. I don't like. Yeah, I don't recall ever really. A, it and may have happened a couple of times. Parties and shit like that. Yeah, too. okay. This would always be on the DJ's playlist. Interesting. You know? I mean, obviously there are different covens of goth. <laughs> so the New York scene may have been different from the San Francisco Bay Area scene that I was into. Right, okay. You know, they, right. it could, yeah, there's that whole thing going on. Right. Yeah. Well, here in New York, I mean, there were only a few places to go. Yeah, well, out there too, yeah. back in the day, yeah. I mean, it took off in the early 90s, where every club had a goth night for a while. Yeah. And it quickly kind of died out. Okay. It was right after the whole quote-unquote grunge thing. Really? Where Marilyn Manson became big, then uh-huh. all of a sudden Goff was back for a while. Okay, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and they yeah. were Goff yeah, that nights, was a resurgence, and, yeah, you know, time. yeah. Before the that, there was Goff Rubicon at different clubs and mm-hmm. stuff like this, you know. Hmm, okay. But yeah, it's funny. We're analyzing their effect in clubs and playing here in the U.S. Yeah, but I wonder how they were doing in the U.K. at this point. Yeah, that's probably a very different story. You know? Yeah, yeah. So because sometimes it takes the U.K. a while to embrace the bands that are from true England. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they. I gotta maybe read up on that or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. see how they were doing in the U.K. Yeah, I might have to read something sometime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, here is the house. This one is actually kind of fairly straightforward. It's yeah. actually kind of a love song about finding comfort in somebody. Maybe this is like a Han song. <laughs> yeah. You know, where yeah. you said, hey, let me, you know. Yeah. I, well, I think Gore wrote it. Yeah. But maybe Han said, like, come on. Let me sing come this on, one. Come on, dude. Give me one for my wedding day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to so, impress my wife. Something, something I can play to my wife, you know, <laughs> that she won't run screaming from me from. You can see him whining about it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want to impress my wife. Come on. Yeah. Why did I turn into Schwarzenegger with that one? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. The best mode. Yeah, there's not, it's, it's very straightforward. Yeah, there's not too much going on here. Right. It's kind of a throwback to earlier efforts. Exactly, yeah. There's so you wonder if it's, on the okay. Cusp. Because there's only 11 tracks yeah. on this album. So maybe mm-hmm. it was one that didn't make it on a previous record where they said... It's quite possible, yeah. You know, where the company, the producer, or whoever said, yeah. we need one more at least. Yeah, just put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. This one's not that. Don't got that much going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gahan is trying to sing sweet there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. He's not doing his, uh, you know, his <laughs> deep drawl. Yeah. Well, also, he's backed by Gore. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Once again, yeah. with his falsetto. Yeah. Okay, now we're back to form with a very on-the-nose world full of nothing. Right. <laughs> this is the final one that Gore sings, Right. Right. Out of the four tracks, yes, that he sings on the album. And I think the basic message here is, in a bleak, meaningless universe, at least we got sex. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what he's saying, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. all else fails... Yeah. <laughs> get fucked. Yep. But he does sing it with feeling. Right. 
I mean, he believes it. Listen to this. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a nicely done. There's kind of like a, a fake sort of flute thing going on. Right. Yeah. It's all synthesized. Yeah. 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 It's a. <laughs> but it's very of that's very of the time. That exactly. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But I, it's I love it for that. T- almost Tangerine Dream <laughs> reminds me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was really delving into his sexual side. Yes, he was. With yes. this album. And yes. really starting to put it out Seems there. like everybody was at that time. <laughs> it was the mid-80s. Martin, Martin Gore's sexual side, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> he got around. <laughs> In Berlin. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, to put it all sweet and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Girl, please bone me. <laughs> <laughs> Go down on me. <laughs> What Sorry. does Martin Gore really think? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Death, destruction, sex. Yep. You know? That's a great combo. <laughs> yeah. It's rock and roll. All right, next up. <laughs> but as much as I make fun of it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we have Dressed in Black. What can you do uh, when she's dressed in black? Right. Well... Dude, maybe you don't want to be in an S and M relationship in the first place. I mean, because right. that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. It's like when she puts on the black. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm in for a night of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna kick the shit out of me. Like maybe don't go to Berlin sex clubs in the first place. Right. Exactly. You know, right. I'm surprised Dave Gahan sang this song. Even who knows what he was into? I mean. <laughs> He had the wife and kid on the side or whatever, yeah. maybe. Oh, but, you know, he, he's a true. rock star. He could have been it into is, anything, too. It's know? true, yeah. But this is so, like, Martin Gore's experience right now. Right. Yeah. What I think kind of undercuts it in a good way is, is it's got kind of like a goofy gothic quality. Right, it's okay. like, bum, 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 right. bum, 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 Simple keys, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like almost, uh... Yeah, way too vampire. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's so it. I feel like the song is not asking you to take it seriously. Okay, there's a witticism behind it, which I can really appreciate. Okay, yeah, we don't know that they intended that. To be honest with you, they might have been in the moment with this. It's. I would like to think that Martin Gore is smart enough to know what he's doing. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Right, listen to this. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty great track, honestly. I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah. I like it, but... It is goofy. It, it, it does have some Spinal Tap moments. I think it's you know? kind of intentionally goofy. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I could be being charitable to it. Right. But I feel like it's 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 gone beyond master and servant. Okay. Yeah. I don't so know. How do you feel? I think it is goofy at points. It's yeah. very Spinal Tappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At points. Yeah. But you don't know if they, they were really feeling it's this true. in the moment. No, you're right. You know, you're I mean, right, we're yeah. talking about 1986 when they were like 20-something or whatever the hell, maybe at the time. True, yeah. So they might have really been feeling this. Like, oh, man, yeah. you know, that was a great track, mate. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. That's my favorite track on the record. It, it could be one of those things. You, you never know. No, it's possible. You never right. know. Yeah. I'm sure they might look back now, and you would love to sit with some of these guys oh, I would and say, yeah. hey, man, what about this track, and how do you feel about it now? Can you imagine having a beer in a pub with Martin Gore right now? I know. That'd be yeah. fun. Oof. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. I think that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? With a lot of rock stars and um, uh, metal guys that I really like, 
Same thing. If they're cool, you'd love to just sit down with them, have a pint, you know, Mm -hmm. some snacks or whatever the hell. Yeah. And just talk shop. How did you pull this off? How do you feel about this track? And and not ask the same old stupid questions that people that interview all the time do. Yeah. You know, and really show that you're a big fan. Like, just get real with them. Yeah. 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 You know, of course, the first thing out of your mouth is going to be, hey, man, I love your stuff. You've had moments like that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here like, and there. Like, name some. Um, well, like I said, I, I asked Walt to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I met uh, Pepper Keenan for a hot second. He was yeah. really cool. And just so the listeners know, from Corrosion of Conformity, exactly. Uh, Henry Rollins once. Uh, he was no cool. Introduction, hopefully. He was cool. Henry yeah. Rollins, Rollins band, Black Flag. Yeah. He was really cool, but also pretty scary. <laughs> he was a scary dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I met the guys from Stone Temple Pilots. They were pretty cool. Yeah. Not Scott Weiland. He had passed already. Yeah. The guys from the Misfits, they were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I haven't realized how many. Yeah, well, you, uh, you've you been around. Met Rob Zombie. Yeah. He was, he was. Uh... Was that the <laughs> Halloween screening? Yeah. Okay. He was, yeah. he was, he was cool. He was all right. But, you know. <laughs> you didn't really like that movie though, right? No. I, yeah. Okay. No. It was, so. Why remake Halloween? Exactly. You yeah. Know, uh, Good question. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill did it right the first time. Yep. And uh, I don't think uh, Rob Zombie's that great of a filmmaker, yeah. to be honest. Sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, Rob. Well, sorry, Rob. Yeah. If you're listening, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We'll talk about his music, but maybe not his movies. So his much. movies, not so much. Yeah. Not, yeah, so much. yeah. not so much. Okay, final track on the album is New Dress. Now, this one is kind of oddly engaged with the world after an album of very interior songs, right? Right. It's about like violent, horrific events juxtaposed with the news that Princess Di is wearing a new dress. Right. It's like saying, like, okay, ignore the stupid shit and focus on what's really important. Right. It's like one of their message songs, like People Are People or, like, Everything Counts. Right. Very on the nose. Right. You know? Right, right. I feel like it sticks out a little bit from the rest of the record, though. Yeah, it does. Um, Trying to be politically relevant in some way or socially relevant. Yeah, well, and I felt I, like I don't need this on the record at this point. And I feel like Martin Gore isn't really good at that. In right. His, it, yeah, it's right. always very obvious, very on the nose, like, you know, pound you over the head with a fucking mallet. Right, like right. political messaging. Like you're saying, making a, a reference to Princess Di's new dress. Yeah. It's very pedestrian. Yeah, which I imagine was a thing in the British tabloids back then. Right, yeah, of course, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's coming from a real place, but yeah, it's not a, it's not a great close to the album. You feel right. like you want something different, something more like black celebrationy, right? Or like stripped, you know? Or yeah, another yeah, exactly. Type of stripped song. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of yeah. Or even a world full of nothing. I think would have been a great closer. Right. They could have dumped this one. Yeah. Oh, we already got into that, didn't we? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like the musicianship, though. Okay. Sure. Talk about that. We Just like listen that. there. Yeah. It kind of it's melding. What they did in the past and what they're doing now, sonically, a little bit, musicianship-wise. Sonically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of dig, see? That's cool. Now yeah, it yeah. kind of picks up mm-hmm. with the drum sound. Yeah, that's good. I kind of dig that. Yeah. It's just the lyrical content that doesn't really work. Yeah. And it just, it also seems like a quieter end to the album, for me. Yeah. Where it kind of opens uh-huh. up a little bit more bombastic-ish. For I wouldn't soul. say over-the-top bombastic. Yeah. But it's right in your face yeah. with Black Celebration once it kicks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lulls you into this place. Yeah. This kind of just doesn't really do anything to lull you out of the album. To right. Out of what right. we were... It's not, yeah. You got me in a place here. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to the record. Yeah. So when this ends, I feel like it's like one of those movies that just ends. 
yeah. with no conclusion. That's what I'm feeling. It isn't an effective conclusion of the album. Because right. the album has kind of a thematic thing going on. Right. And this is just not there. But I think they learned from that because they did that with Records After. Where you felt like back to front. Right, right. The tracks were placed properly. Yeah. It was cohesive. Mm-hmm. It had a beginning, middle, and end almost. This starts to have it. Yeah. It just doesn't have a real ending for me. Yeah, like I think the the best example of that is Songs of Faith and Devotion, which is yeah, a cohesive right. statement right. on just those very things, faith and devotion, right. from beginning to right. end. I think it makes a great statement. And I think that's probably their only concept-type record. Pro- yeah, yeah. I would say. I would, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest have a cohesion to them sonically. Right. And perhaps thematically and the, the kinds of things that they sing about because that's what Martin Gore is into. Right. But, yeah. Right. All right. So Daniel Miller. <laughs> Can I say that right? Daniel <laughs> Miller. I love it if you said it right. <laughs> and Gareth Jones. Okay. Produced the album. Okay. And Miller was inspired by Werner Herzog's. Uh oh. The idea of living the art. Okay. Yeah. The minute you say Werner Herzog, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he suggested recording the album in one continuous session, uh-huh. spanning four months with no breaks. No time off. No time off. <laughs> no sleeping, no yeah. eating, no shitting. Said, well, it says no breaks. He okay. said no breaks. <laughs> okay. I know wow. You're going to have to at one point or another. I would hope so. Or they would just wear diapers. <laughs> Intravenously. You know. Damn. That's so crazy. did they do that? Or no, what happened? No. Okay, I hope not. They did do back-to-back recording sessions. Mark Gore had S&M sex to do. So, okay. So, <laughs> I, no, I, what, I was what, like, I got to get out of here. What, what did they do? So they did do intense sessions where they went for like 8 to 10, 12, 13, okay. 14 hours, stuff like that. Of course they had to take breaks. Yeah. There's no way you can go so, on. Do you think that kind of thing imparts a certain urgency to the music? Because it, it feels like that. It feels like this has to be happening. Well, I think working with this it. producer that had the this great stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this grandiose stupid idea. Mm-hmm. He must have brought something out of them. I'm sure. And yeah. intensity. Yeah. I mean, if he's a fan of, of Herzog, I mean, oh, God. he must have been like cracking the whip a little bit. hypnotize him like that one <laughs> Herzog Or try movie. to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold him at gunpoint. Or make him eat a shoe. <laughs> so, or Herzog, look him up. Intense filmmaker. Yeah. Or drag a ship over a mountain in South America. <laughs> and really do it. Yeah. And really did it. Yeah, so I mean, that's, hmm. that's that is that's really interesting. That's okay. one of the biggest yeah, yeah. bits that I got reading about. And again, it. a Germanic thing going on there, right? You right, know that right. influence, which I'm sure Martin Gore appreciated at right. the time. Yeah. At the time, mm-hmm. at least he was smart enough to say, "Okay, no, we can't do that." <laughs> yeah, four months, nine, right? nine, that's nine, nine. nine. <laughs> that's I think it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Schwarzenegger again. I know. I know he's not German, but <laughs> Austrian. Austrian. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, people. Mm. Didn't mean to. We'll cut that out. Yeah. Anyway. Not really. Um, yeah. Okay. So are we on to the? Uh, well, you got any more uh, stuff, General? Talk no. That, okay. That's pretty much it. I just really think that um, they took a good a good left turn here with this album. I think so too. Yeah. I, I yeah. When a band takes a left turn, sometimes it can be bad. It can this be piss poor. This is the Depeche Mode that I really started. Feeling getting really into like I like some of the earlier pop stuff, right? But I like it as pop. This right. I can really get into, you know, like sink my teeth into. They were more musicians now, exactly. This was the beginning yeah. of them being mm-hmm. real musicians, yep, and, and moving away citizen. from, yeah, 
like we said earlier, from pop and just being an electronic band. Yeah. And being taken seriously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you said, they were more teeny bopper. Exactly. In yeah. the beginning. Pop radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and look at them now. Like yeah. we said earlier, we got to see them in 2018. Yeah. And if you would have told me that in 1986, I would have said, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. They're not going to last. Yeah. But, but yeah, look we at them. Were, we were there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's awesome. So, album cover. Oh, right. <laughs> with, um, okay. First, what, what is that, Walt? <laughs> I, I think it's a building. It's like a it's like a building with like a fascist banner and then like tulips yeah. or something. And, like, right, that, that are growing inside what, the reflection. What what are they going for? I have no I don't fucking know. idea. I do not know what they're going for right there. And what's with it's, the... I don't know. It's a weird just kind of... Can't make half of it's it like out. they're trying to be surreal, but they're right. not really getting it. I mean, the, the buildings yeah. look like M's here, or I mean W's. Yeah, you know what's? I don't know what's going. I on. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with the album at all. Yeah, tulip thing, the blurred tulips. Yeah, like and why? The, just the sash across the top with the yellow and red. You know, Depeche. It's boring. It is very boring. They, it says uh, nothing to me. It doesn't. I mean, okay, you've got big black bands around on the side, so it's like, okay, so it, it is black-ish, you know, uh, it's noir-ish, but that's right. all. Like, whatever's in the center should be more meaningful to me. Right. And it looks like some weird, like I said, cartoon building that yeah, I can't really make out what I, the hell's going on in it. There's a conceptual thing going on with this artist that I, it I, just did not work. The concept shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would have looked at this as a band and been like, no, man. Yeah. No, yeah, no, man. Uh-huh. No, I don't want this to be the cover. Yeah. How does that represent Black Celebration at all? It just does not. Uh, or does the not. band, period. It's a pretty piss poor cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why after, with Music for the Masses mm-hmm. and um, Violator, yeah. they got Anton Corbin. Exactly. Because yeah. they needed an image. Who did amazing stuff for yeah. Joy Division. And U2. He made U2 look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing photographer, so, filmmaker. He's yeah, yeah, done a lot of great stuff. And he's yeah. worked with them since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he a direct, smart move. He directed one of the videos on this album. On this album, really? Yeah, because I know album. he did real earlier, late, later ones. But I didn't know he did. I think it was okay. their first you know collaboration one? was on hmm. Black Celebration. Interesting, because uh, the Personal Jesus video—that's a classic one now. Oh yeah, that's iconic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first time they worked with Anton Corbin was on a Question of Time video. Okay, and they collaborated ever since. Okay, so it was yeah. on this album where they met him for the video, mm-hmm. and then he started doing their graphics and and what have even their the photos, mm-hmm. photo shoots, everything. Okay. And uh, I think they've worked together on something crazy, like okay. 20-something videos yeah. and uh, album covers and single covers. When, mm. when bands used to put out singles. Yeah. Remember that? that? Yeah. So. Another era. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for Gun to the Head. Gun to the Head! That's right. What is your top song on this album? Well, oh. if you have the gun to your head. I'm pressed between Stripped and Black Celebration. Yeah. I'm going to go Stripped. Okay. No, no. Why? Why do you feel that? I just really like that song. It's for me. It's it's a real stick out track. Okay. Real nostalgic for me. Hmm. Like I said, I would hear it everywhere, and to this day, I still hear it. So for me, it's stripped. I really, okay. I really like that song. The lyrics are simple, and this and that, and it's dark. And you? A question of lust. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. You I got just... issues, man. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, man. <laughs> I, it's not just what Gore does with it. I like the production. 
I like the interesting kind of like, uh, you know, like churchy like quality to it. I, I just think there's a lot of really great stuff. I feel like that was one of the songs. It's like the beginning of the experimentation that ends up being fulfilled in my favorite Depeche Mode album, which is Songs of Faith and Devotion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like I the that. seeds of that. So I really I'm I'm drawn towards that. Gotcha. Yeah. So a gun to the head the other way. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say sometimes. Okay. No, I'm why is say that? Sometimes. Why is that? Tell me. It appeals to me as, as nostalgia, but now when I yeah. listen to it it feels a little juvenile okay. to me. And maybe mm. that's because of where it takes me back to. Okay. Hmm. I don't think it has much to do with the song as it has to do with my feeling about sure, the song. Sure, which is legitimate. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I'd have to go sometime. Okay. For me, it's a new dress. Yeah. Well, we it talked about just, that. I was torn between the two. It just doesn't fit on this album. But the only reason why I saved new dress was because, like I said... You I, like it musically. I liked it I hear sonically. You. Yeah, yes. I hear so. you. Okay. So for me, sometimes can go. For you, new dress. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we like the album, obviously. Yeah. Next time we're going to come back into the uh, typical anti-simile A to Z thing. We're going to come back with Elf, as we stated. Right. People, give the album a listen. You yeah. Know, just, just give it a go. It's yeah, a different yeah, type of yeah. Ronnie James Dio, for sure. Elf, Trying to Burn the Sun. You know, we Early want, record. Yeah, we've listened to it. We want to talk about it. It's, it's, it's worth listening to. Okay, and one thing I want to mention is we are now on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Oh, yeah, we on iTunes. 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 Right. So we're on right. iTunes. 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 <laughs> iTunes and Google Play. Yeah. And our website is uselessinfoinc.wordpress.com. And we're on YouTube, YouTube as well. Just search for Useless Info Inc. So you got many ways to hear us and talk to us. So you got no freaking excuse now. Right. No excuses under the yeah. sun. And we're even doing stuff like Depeche Mode. So we're getting more of you people in here. There you so, go. Come on. Listen to right. Depeche Mode. Come back for Elf. I know it's a tough sell. Give it a go. Just give it, it's fucking 45 minutes out of your life. Just give it a go. Don't beg. <laughs> hey, I'm a goth guy. I'm used to begging. Or don't listen to it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Comment, please. Let us know you're out there. Pick an album. We'll pick do it. Pick an album. We'll do it. We'll do it Talk right outside of you know the ABCs. Or pick a movie. We'll do a movie, too. Yeah. That's Just not podcast, Bridget but... Jones' Diary. Just not anything like that. Okay. No, probably not. Actually, you know what? Yeah, pick it. Do it. That one, but not the sequel. The <laughs> okay. one where she has a baby. Oh, shit. You know this? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah. Get at us. Do the social media thing. Let us know you're out there. Like us, et cetera, et cetera. We're on Twitter, too. Forgot to mention that. We're on every fucking platform going so far, so get out there. Yeah. Hit us up. I'm Walt. I am Max. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Or techno new wave goth, <laughs> as you prefer. Techno. <laughs> <laughs>